I'm Vishnu Malhotra, and this is the October 3rd episode of America's Recap. Every week, I give a weekly news review of the most important events from the week, and at the end, I have a discussion with a few friends. This week, we're going to talk about the presidential debate on Tuesday, but for now, we're going to review the most important news from this week, highlighting the tax return report given over the weekend, President Trump getting COVID-19, and of course, the presidential debate. Let's start with what happened last week. Over the weekend, a federal judge in Washington, D.C. blocked the Trump administration's attempt to ban TikTok downloads in the U.S. This will give the Chinese social media app another short-term extension before the president's administration decides its fate. A groundbreaking report in the New York Times revealed that President Trump paid just $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017. In 10 of the previous 15 years, he paid nothing in federal income taxes. According to the report, Trump owes $421 million in debts to various creditors over the years. Trump said that the leak is fake news, and the New York Times has not revealed the source by which it obtained the information. Trump has refused to release his tax returns despite every president from 1976 choosing to publish them. His reasoning is that he is currently undergoing an audit. On Monday, Prince George County in Maryland announced that it will pay out $20 million to the family of William Green, who was shot six times with his hands cuffed behind his back in the front seat of a police cruiser. The $20 million sum is one of the largest one-time settlements of any police department, exceeding that for the families of either Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, the officers awaiting trial on charges of second-degree murder. On Monday, global COVID-19 death tolls surpassed 1 million, and global case numbers eclipsed 35 million. Also on Monday, our very own Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2004. The Lightning pulled off a 2-0 win against the Dallas Stars, winning the Cup and sparking citywide celebration. On Tuesday, just hours ahead of Tuesday's presidential debate, Biden and Harris released their 2019 tax returns. Biden and his wife paid nearly $300,000 in federal income taxes in 2019, and Harris's family paid $1.2 million. The returns come in great contrast with President Trump Trump's payments of $750 or nothing in previous years. At 9 p.m., the country witnessed 2020's first presidential debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. At the end, uh, around the 8-minute or 9-minute mark, we're going to discuss what happened. Disney announced that it would lay off 28,000 workers across its theme parks in the U.S. About two-thirds of the laid-off workers are part-time employees. The 28,000 layoff comes amidst reports that airline companies will cut nearly 35,000 jobs. Both industries have suffered immensely from the pandemic. On Wednesday, the Commission on Presidential Debates announced that it would move to reform and add additional structure to future presidential debates between Biden and Trump. They stated that more orderly discussion is needed after a chaotic performance on Tuesday. It's unclear what changes, if any, will be adopted by the commission. On Thursday, the Trump administration revealed that it will cap the number of refugees that the U.S. admits at 15,000 for 2021. This is the lowest since the 1980 Refugee Act took effect, and it's a drop from last year's number of 18,000. The refugee program is intended to allow for a small number of foreign individuals to claim violence or danger in their home countries to justify admission into the U.S. 
the EPA reversed a 1995 policy that required major U.S. sources of hazardous air pollution, like arsenic and lead, to maintain pollution control technology throughout the lifetime of their operation. The reversal will loosen regulatory standards and cheapen the cost for said companies to produce their product without adhering to regulatory standards. And on Friday, President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump both tested positive for COVID-19. They were most likely exposed to Hope Hicks, who is President Trump's counselor and who tested positive for the virus on Thursday evening, although it's not exactly sure who he got it from. Both the president and his wife will quarantine, potentially interfering with the October 5th presidential debate and the president's campaign rallies. The stock market dropped amidst worries that President Trump's health could be in jeopardy. Trump is 74 years old and is likely medically obese, both of which are high factors for the virus. Presidential candidate Joe Biden and his wife tested negative for the virus along with the vice president's family, all of whom have wished the president a safe recovery. The president was later transferred to Walter Reed Hospital out of an abundance of caution, where he will be monitored for a few days. His condition is likely stable. Kellyanne Conway, Chris Christie, and multiple GOP senators, all of whom were in contact with Trump, have all tested positive for the virus. That is your most important review of this week's news. Now, me, Adam Zarak, and Tamor Nawaz are all going to talk about what went down at the presidential debate on Tuesday. Stay tuned. Okay, I'm here now with Tamor, Adam, and Zainab, who's the sister of Tamor. And we're going to talk about the most important thing this week, which was obviously the debate on Tuesday, which a lot of people have called, quite frankly, like a shit show. Uh, and some people have just been amazed at how weird it was. So I want to go around and first ask how you all felt about the debate. Maybe like a one-sentence rundown of your thoughts. Adam, if you want to go first. Okay, so... As, as, as just like a pure spectator, I was very entertained and spent most of the time laughing. As a citizen of the United States, my concern grew and grew and grew. That's it. Fair, fair enough. I completely agree. Taymor? Just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's, That's my thoughts. Response. That's my thoughts. Okay, <laughs> perfect. And Zainab? Um, basically it was a disappointment to our country as a whole. Like I feel sorry for anyone who watched and I wish that I was not part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Um I can agree with all three, a little bit of all three, I think, especially the laughing. Uh, because <laughs> for, Most of Taymor. <laughs> because for those of you who did not watch what happened, uh, it was, I think in my opinion, it was like the worst debate ever in American history because so much of the time was spent just with like non-cohesive talk, just interruptions over and over and over, uh, primarily from Trump, a little bit from Biden, but most of the time it was just Trump trying to like overtake the mic and you couldn't even hear what anyone was saying. And it, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you guys expect that to happen or are you a little shocked or do you think Biden has blame here too? Hey, Adam? Chris Wallace is an angel. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here's what I'll say about it, right? I did expect it to be, you know, a shit-throwing contest, right? Two fucking yeah. idiots on the stage trying to, like, making jabs at each other. I didn't expect incoherent jargon from all three of them trying to talk mm-hmm. over each other while Chris Wallace is literally trying to mediate the peace. Both of them are on each other's asses. Yes, mm-hmm. Trump more so, but, you know, not yeah. very good look. Not mm-hmm. very good look. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, keep going. You can go. All right. I don't, I kind of expected them to be like at each other's throats the whole time, but I don't think they disrespect the sanctity of the debate so much by just interrupting each other consistently. And I think Biden kind of fed into that too. I mean, I know Trump was like a huge propagator of that, but I do mm-hmm. think that Trump, Biden's kind of fed into it a little bit as the debate went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, th- it's kind of been a thing that's like not totally new, right? Like back in 2016, if you remember the debates between Trump and uh, Hillary, there was some like just like jabs or interruptions or like little cuts, but I've never seen anything this bad. I mean, this was blatant. Like as soon as Biden would start speaking 15 seconds in, you were hearing interruptions and yelling and like incoherentness. So do you guys think this was not the worst debate in American history? Do you think it was oh, at the bottom no, of the was... barrel? <laughs> any debate, any debate that does that seems more like an argument, or in this case, in my words, a shit-throwing contest, has me scared for this nation. Because our founding fathers, right, building the Constitution in that, what was it, 10-year span between the Declar- between, you know, independence and the Constitution, the Federalists and Anti-Federalists were weren't throwing shit at each other, trying to antagonize one another. They were reasoning with each other. They were debating on certain issues on why this should be it, why this should be it, why they think the way they think. They try to make sure the other side understands them. And then they come to a meeting point. Mm -hmm. Discourse is in the bloodstream of America. And to see it, Utterly lacking right now means that there's probably a cut somewhere in that bloodstream. And uh, I don't know how long till it patches up. Because if it doesn't, then, well, that's what's going to be the downfall of this nation. Adam, worst debate in American history or no? Yeah, I would say so. And I would jump off of the idea of Tamor that he might, it might not just be the worst debate but we may be in our worst phase politically in United States history due to the people and due to the candidates that we have just because of following that idea of what the founding fathers and what America used to be with individuals looking at a conversation and willing to reason and willing to look at each other's eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't see that today. We see, we see red and we see blue and there's, and we see people not try to, reason not try to figure out where we can work together to make this one nation that we both live in the best it can be but rather Mm -hmm. i'm here to prove you wrong and i'm here to be right Mm -hmm. that's all that we see today and it's such a flawed mindset because me pre me like let's say you and me had a debate right Mm -hmm. me proving you wrong does absolutely nothing me proving you wrong doesn't mean that i get to live in the best nation ever and you get to live in the worst nation ever no me proving you wrong just means that we're both fucked in this situation. So I guess that's my insight on this. It's just sad to see. Okay. Zainab? 
Um, worst debate of the American history? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, some might say that 2016 was pretty bad, but even the moderator, Chris Wallace, I read an article about giving about him giving his thoughts on the debate. He said he was so disappointed by how utterly disrespectful they were, not only of each other's, like, like what the other people had to say, but the fact that they didn't even debate on the policies. They were just taking jives at each other's personal lives and ideas, which I found to be ugh, atrocious. Okay, so on this idea, the idea that, like, everyone is a little bit, or very angry at, particularly at Trump for interrupting, but at the whole uh, perspective of the debate, I have to ask, who do you think, who do you all think won the debate? And you don't have to, and it's a very surface level question. They ask it every time there's a debate. But I want to see if you have an answer for that. Wallace. Yep. Yeah, Chris Wallace. Wallace. Okay. He ended if the you, debate. Yeah. That's the dub in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had to pick between either Biden or Trump for who you think performed better and i know it's hard and you might not want to pick someone still but if you had to who would you say overall did a better job in your opinion probably biden here's what i'll say okay so when it comes to like i guess you know arguments and like you know the point they were making what they were trying to say i'd say biden won right because he actually made points right trump barely hit them didn't even hit the bare minimum but if in terms of delivery in terms of articulation, Trump won. Like, Trump won that part of the thing, right? I think more people that you could probably quote Trump more than you can tr- quote Biden from that night. I'd have to now, disagree with you. Like, I get what you're trying to say, but I do also think that Biden employed a stronger rhetoric, even if he couldn't articulate it as well because of his stutter. I do think that he had a game plan and he stuck to his strategy going into the debate. He only veered off track towards the end. So I think that's the thing about his rhetoric. Candidate. Here's the thing about his rhetoric, right? He wanted to address the people. Because the whole idea of the debate was to let the people know their plans and their stances on such things. But well, the thing is Biden had such an opportunity to counter Trump so many times. Right? Just imagine this. Trump says some jackass thing. Biden comes back with some, like, just shuts him down with facts, right? Shuts him up. That might shut him up. Biden could barely get his rhetoric, his, you know, rhetoric of you people across because Trump was interfering. So his rhetoric in theory is good, but in practice, it did not work with Trump. So he See, needs to change that up. But that wasn't the point of the debate. The de- point of the debate was not to just shut down Trump. The point was for all of them to have an equal say in what they believe in. It wasn't about shutting up the other opponent. I mean, yeah, there's going to be rebuttals. But in the end of the day, it's just about getting your ideas across the table. Make the point on why you are a good I'm just candidate. Say, yeah. I'm just your saying that, like, being I'm just saying one. on the, all the baseless c- claims he was making, Biden just took it. He didn't really have to take it. There were a lot of counter-arguments that would have made that would have been in his favor for the debate. Whether Trump would have a rebu- an actual substantial rebuttal to it is in the air. We don't know because, you know, Biden didn't do the counter. So if, I ha- yeah. if he wants to win on that part of the rhetoric in the articulation department, 
he just has to, you know, counter Trump. And I know people are saying about like his stuttering stuff. I'm pretty sure that's like a natural thing. Like it's not anything because of the night. It's not because of his age. It's just him. So I can't. You can't really do anything. Say anything about that. That's not really a valid talking point. So Hannity, mm-hmm. you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with Taymor on this one. Like I was really pissed to see Biden uh, forget so many points that he could have made during the night when Trump was either flat out lying. Like there were so many points at which he was just blatantly lying. For example, Trump said that Biden's health care plan would eliminate private insurance, which is totally false. He said that he was like a socialist and that he was writing a manifesto, with Bernie Sanders, which isn't true. He did and actually rebut he that. He said, mm-hmm. and and then at the end, Trump said that he was making progress on climate change, which he's been doing the we're, exact reversal. We're making immaculate air. We're making immaculate air. And uh, like in the rare, I totally get the idea that Trump was like uh, talking over Biden and made it hard to hear it about like 60, 70 percent of the time. But (laughs) in that remaining 30 or 40 percent, when Biden was speaking, I personally think he could have done a lot better. If you look at his previous debate performances, uh, like in the primary debates, he he had a very similar type, like he didn't really stand out. And that's why a lot of people were shocked that he became the nominee. The only time I've seen him be as coherent and as direct as possible was when he debated Bernie one-on-one, <laughs> and that was a very good debate. This, I thought, was really bad because he was not making like concise policy points. Like For example, when they were talking about the pandemic, he just kept saying that, oh, this is really taking a toll on people, and you know we're going to band together as Americans and fight this mm-hmm. through, and never... In his two minutes, did he start saying specific things like a universal mask mandate or things he would have done differently? He just kept saying inspirational stuff. And I get it. He's talking directly to people. But I thought it was really weak in comparison to what Trump was saying. And Trump was saying really brash, really, like, if you think about it, powerful stuff because he's basically, like, overtaking the discussion. And I don't know if Adam agrees because I know Adam thinks that Trump, uh, you think that Trump did better, right? Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Okay. I mean, what are your... What, do you have any other thoughts on, like, why Trump did better? No, continue. Keep talking. Okay. Uh, like, my thing, is, my thing is this, is that, like, all the Biden supporters, of course, and, like, everyone on the left, and I'm not saying that I don't feel this way either, but I'm saying that uh, a lot of people thought that Trump did an absolutely god-awful job on Tuesday. But regardless of that, looking beyond that, at the few times that there was some discussion taking place, I think that Trump did better. Despite his lies, despite all his rhetoric, they both did a shit job. <laughs> but out of, in the mud of shit, I think Trump was like a foot higher. Just because Biden wasn't able to get rid of the stereotype that he's a little bit slow or that he's a little bit uh, older. I mean, Sleepy um, Joe! <laughs> no, I mean, Joe. okay, I kind of disagree and, with that, to be honest. I thought he was... okay. For me, I thought he was kind of breaking it, right? There were points where Biden was actually rapid fire. And yeah, it was kind of dampened by a stutter and some mishaps. But both of them had that, like, both of them weren't exactly completely direct with their lines. So I think he was trying, like, I could say, you could tell he was trying to beat it, right? But I think, you know, for what he was trying to show, he's 
it's showing that he's a little bit more active than everyone thinks. I think he's like a, I, I get what you're saying. Like there has been a really like harsh narrative that he's like brain dead and that he has like dementia, and Alzheimer's. I think he beat that, but I think in comparison, he did not show that he was quicker or smarter than Trump. Like there were points where Trump was attacking him on very specific things. Like he said the crime bill of like 1994, yeah, I, and Trump started in. Mm. He was like he made really good quips. I'll put it yeah. that way. Trump had a, like the. And I'm no way a Trump supporter. I definitely prefer Biden over Trump by a large margin. But you have to give credit where credit's due. He had a quip where he was like, I've done more in 47, in 47 months, months than, you've 40... than you've done in 47 cars, years. And regardless of, whether or not, regardless of whether or not it's like based in truth, which is very arguable, oh, okay. it's, you know, likely Arguably, not I mean, 47 years. Yeah. He did do more. He did, probably did. The question is, was it good or bad? So, yeah, I mean, like the quips don't they don't give a chance for thought on them. Like every time he's saying, oh, I remember there was another quip. There was one where Biden, you know how he says number one, number two, number three when he's talking. Right. And he said, number one, something, something, something. And he said, number two, Trump interrupted him. And then he went straight to number three. And then Trump turned to him and said, you were on number two. And it's (laughs) like it's not actual policy. It's not discussion. But it gets a hell of a lot of attention. Yeah. And when people look back on the debates, that's what they remember. I'm not saying that me or Zainab or Adam or you will remember that because we watched the whole thing. But for all the undecided voters who maybe only watched the beginning or didn't watch it at all or just going to watch CNN's recap or the Washington Post recap, they're going to see that and they're going to see all the other times Trump had a one-liner that yeah. kind of killed but Biden. I- and my point is that Biden wasn't able to respond to that with facts. And I think if he did and he tried to point out where Trump was a little bit flawed or where he was missing a point or a fact, then I think he would have done a hell of a lot better. Yeah, just think about this, right? From the 2016 election, do you remember Hillary Clinton saying anything at, during the debates? No, exactly. I just remember Trump's response of him saying, because you'll be in jail. Yes, bro. <laughs> no, that was classic. Classic. The only thing I remember Hillary Clinton saying at anything, whether it be a debate or a rally, was fucking Pokemon go to the polls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that I'm, in, I'm in Cedar that. Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, <sighs> okay, but you know what? This is good. But you know what? Let's look back a little bit. This is really sad. Like, oh, no, it's sure. really mm-hmm. sad to consider that we have to look at this from the perspective of every American, right? And to think that from a debate, the way you win is by having one. It's true. You win by having those one-liners. You win by having the little moments where you show power or confidence. And you don't win by actually discussing policy anymore. I remember back in like 2012, not when I watched it in 2012, but a few years later, when I watched the Mitt Romney and the Obama debate Mm -hmm. and the one between McCain and Obama, you could actually see policy discussion and disagreement on economics, on wars, on healthcare, on things like that. And here, all we see is that's what we're recapping. All th- four of us right now, we're just recapping memorable moments from the debate, which are not important at all. So my question is, how do you fundamentally fix that? So this week, the commission on making debates, the commission on public debates, said that they're going to complete. They're like they're going to make changes to make the debate more. 
like an actually palatable debate. So they didn't say what they're going to do, but a lot of people are floating around ideas, like muting mics, like having like a little clock. And I want to hear like what your ideas are for actually making it a good debate. I think the mic muting is actually a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that could work. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? Any other ideas? I mean, I didn't really think that this was going to be necessary, but after Trump got the virus, I do think that a Zoom debate might actually be viable. <laughs> I don't know. I think the one, one issue I would have with the Zoom debate is just that you don't know like, what's happening around the camera, yeah. right? Like, then like, you could, they could have a transcript or something like that or something like notes or anything like that. But I get what you're saying. Um, another idea that was floated is, you know how in chess they have a clock where it has two yeah. sides and yeah, every time like a player wants to make a move, they push their side of the clock and their time starts ticking down. Mm-hmm. That's another idea that could work. Yeah. Um, uh, and the muting mics idea is good as well. But you know what the sad part is? Is that you can't have an open discussion anymore. Like you used to be able to in like 2012 or in 2008 or any time before that. Like, I don't know if you remember, but they, they could have like points where one person was talking and the moderator didn't have to interrupt and give a question mm-hmm. so the next person could speak. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's kind of sad. Do you think we'll ever get back to a point like that? Or do you think American politics is kind of like, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like it's kind of reduced itself it's to that. Politics is evolving just in a wrong direction. <laughs> That's fair yeah. enough. That's a good point. Taymor, so, you were saying something? When George Washington, you know, became the first president of the U.S., one of his main fears is that the U.S. would the parties would split into like factional, like that almost like factionalism, right? Where one party isn't, you know, supposed to be the complement to another party, but rather the enemy of the other party, and that fear is coming true right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there is a way to revert it. Maybe we. I don't want to sound like a fucking pessimist. But maybe this is just the fate of America right there. I mean, our own naiveness okay, I have a is question. infiltrated into our mindsets towards each other. So when we ignore every other country around us, we're beginning to ignore ourselves. And, well, you know what happens. Zainab, you were saying something? Um, I mean, well. I think that a lot of politics is always pretty much evolving as the American people and how we as a society evolve with our values and our ideals. So I think that it's also kind of hard to say how exactly we'll move forward from this. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that also has to do with the fact that um, we tend to look for more charisma and moral values from our candidates than their actual policies, you know? Mm. That's a good point. So with all of this kind of like disgust that will happen or a lot of like discontent, some people said that there's no point for having a debate anymore. And I want to ask what you think of that. I'm just saying that's what some people say. Adam, if you want to go, like, what do you think about the idea that debates don't have a point anymore? I could have sworn. I think this is a conversation that we had where I think it was you who said that the debate itself doesn't really influence the the opinions of other people right mm-hmm. where yeah. at this point what is it we have a month until the election by this point everyone's votes and opinions are basically sealed cemented so arguably a debate the removal of a debate could be feasible right i don't 
Like, I personally, I enjoy watching the debates. I enjoyed watching the old debates, I would say. I enjoy, I loved watching as you did, as, uh, just as you did. I enjoyed watching the Mitt Romney and Obama debates years later. And, like, watching two highly intelligent individuals talk policies. Mm-hmm. But the direction it's taking right now with 2016 and 2020 getting even worse with the with the exchange of personal insults rather than discussing policies, I don't know. Maybe the removal of a debate might be the move. Taymor, thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with Adam. There's not really much to say about it. Like, really? Okay, so removing it, a debate Zainab, is just but, like... Oh, never mind. It's, it's just it's painful, painful now. That, yeah, you're right. If we need to, we have, can't even vote. And if it's we painful. need to have, uh, it should. <laughs> 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 to be honestly, you know that the the commission for the debates, right? There's like, the people that organize it. It should be up to them whether they want to hold the debate or not. So if there happens to be like if you know battleground states or like if the polls are showing that there's such a tense, like you know margin between the two candidates, then fuck it, let them debate it out. But if there isn't, then like, fuck it, just get rid of it. Just carry on. Yeah. Zainab, do you agree or disagree? I mean, I kind of agree, but at the same time, I do think it would be a better idea to let them try and resolve the issue before just flat out getting rid of a debate, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I think I still have hope. I tend to be a little more optimistic yeah. sometimes than like is what, what reality is, but... I don't want to see debates go away because they have such an important role in uh, like actually seeing our candidates non-scripted, seeing them answering questions and seeing them compete against each other. And it's also because I love debate. I'm, I'm like a debater. I think it's so fun and interesting to hear what people have to say and what they can think of on the spot. Um, but it's definitely very sad to see like where this is going, right? Like, like normally in a debate, like, you're in JSA, like, like Tamor and, or yeah. sorry, not Tamor, Adam is, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in JSA, we can have, like, an actual discussion on really interesting, dis- like, topics, and there's no need to have, like, a moderator or anything that has to, uh, like, prevent interruptions or something insane. Um, and the winner is chosen by, like, popular vote, and it's chosen by who argued it better, not, like, how a person looks or uh, what you agree with or anything like that. Um, and I kind of miss that. I don't know. I hope, I think that there is a way that we can get back to that. I think with a little chess clock might work or um, just a better style of preventing people from interrupting might work. Um, or, you know, what also is that I don't think that the two minute thing was smart at all. Like the idea that, uh, like, you know how someone would answer Wallace's question and the other person would try to respond, but there was no time for them to respond, or they could respond, and then the other person wouldn't be able to respond back mm. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Does everyone remember that? Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that like there are a lot of things you can do to sort of make it better. So I have hope, I guess. Um, one interesting last thing I'm going to say is that I remember when I posted on my story, right? I said, like, what do you guys think mm-hmm. of the debate? And I got a lot of different thoughts on it, and everyone was just furious i mean people were saying that both of them acted like children um i remember seeing anthony said that it was an absolute (laughs) shit show um i'm looking through now people said they were scared because i remember mr heller came into our room if you're uh, oh none none of you guys are there he came into our ap lang class and 
he said that this is like disgusting. He said that this should mm-hmm. not be happening. Um, and I don't know, Adam, as someone who's, uh, you're not obviously a Trump supporter, but as someone who's a little bit more right than us, I mean, what do you say, what do you think people on the right are thinking? Do you think that they still think that, like, Trump fundamentally won? MAGA, like, baby. <laughs> MAGA, baby. No, no stop. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. I, I can't speak for other people, but. Okay. I don't know, dude. It's just. I don't know. Okay, hold on. <laughs> here's, what, here's what I've seen. I right? tell you, yeah. Trump supporters in the right in the right and people and Republicans have become a different breed. Like they're different. They're two. Dude, they're dick riding. No, no, no. They're two different breeds. There's Trump supporters who are, you know, diehard fans probably, you know, would be martyrs for his cause. And then there's Republicans that are just conflicted because they're the person that they need to support to stay in office. But, you know, at some what point do you? Mm-hmm. At one point, are you American, and the other point, are you Trump? Because you can't. I feel like now, more than ever, you cannot be. You cannot call yourself, you know, patriotic, or you cannot call yourself like pro America and then say you're pro Trump. Because, yeah. Oh wow! It, okay, is this a, is a big shift. It is a big. This is a huge shift, man. You're using I'm very, usually very modern, but at this okay. point in time. You have a guy that's his fucking existence in office causes strife in America. So there's no he's only hurt no matter what. He's done malice to it just by him existing. Not to mention his actions, the shit he says. This stuff has weight and it's hurt. So I don't care if Biden's a complete fucking idiot. I don't care if we have <laughs> no one for president and just have Congress do this shit by themselves. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, a little too far. Yeah. Congress That's not hyperbole. But I'm just saying, there is no oh, he's lost after this debate, especially after that one white supremacist line has lost oh, all. That was crazy. All my respect. Wow. Okay, this is, is a giant, huge shift yes, for Tamor. Right. Hey, hey, hey. And, hey, Kanye. Does? Yes, Kanye. He was on. He was oh, on okay. the back. No, no, no. I'll, I'll talk about no, that later. He, no. Hey, we'll close, actually, on, we'll close on that one. Oh, for real? Wait, no, no, no. I had one yeah. thing to say. One thing to say. Yeah. No, I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with what Tamor said because I've. This is something that I've disagreed with a lot of people on like uh, I, I don't want I want to say like the left on but like a lot of people that I know on and it's that like I think that no matter what a person thinks there has to be no matter how bad it gets right even even a racist like even someone who's absolutely absurd I am still willing to I'm hear so, them yeah, out I, I'd and always try to, to but understand here's the thing, what right? Saying. I know people. Yeah. I know a lot of Trump supporters, right? And that does not make them a bad person if they support mm-hmm. Trump, right? Because most of the Trump supporters I know are just anti Joe Biden, which is you know a, evident of the fact that this fucking election is pitiful because it's just the lesser. It's just about picking the lesser of two evils. But my my rebuttal to that logic Ooh. is that if Joe Biden takes office, will his 
there's no guarantee that he'll make the right choices. He'll be, you know, super effective in office, right? We can't guarantee that, all right? Only he can get, only he can do that, right? We can, he has to count on himself to do that. We can't count on anybody really, but his existence won't cause controversy. Saying his name in a positive light won't cause controversy until he proves it otherwise. If I say Trump, most people will have a negative response to that, and those that get a positive one will get ostracized. Right? So, mm-hmm. at that point, just... Yeah, I know a lot of people... Like, it's also about what your focus is on. But right now, in the time that we, in the times that we are in, you got to be pro-America. And, like I said... Mm-hmm. To be pro-America, you can't be pro-Trump. Wow. Okay. Zainab, do you agree with that or do you disagree with what I mean, I kind of agree with some of it, but I do also believe that there has to be a line between America and, like, being pro-America and being anti-Trump. You know what I mean? Like, do we hate him because of his policies or do we hate him because of how he is as a person? Like, we're treating these presidential candidates like they're celebrities and that we can just cancel them and call it a day, but we really can't. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that what it is? We're just canceling them left and right for things that they say or believe in just because we can. We don't really think about what they'd actually do in office. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, and then I want to kind of slowly finish off with Adam because I know you kind I don't know if you agree with me on this. Do you agree with the, like, that I disagree with Tamor? Do you agree with Tamor, Adam? I think Tamor took it too extreme. Mm-hmm. Arguably, I, I agree with think... this point. <laughs> at this point, I agree that I agree with yourself. No, no, no. I can see why. I want to hear what Adam is saying. It's an extreme. But at this point in the game, I got to be this far. Yeah, I see okay. where you're coming so Adam... from. I can see where you're coming from. I just think that you can't really strip, like fundamentally, I believe you cannot strip the title of an American from a person. Just I'm not saying that they uh, they're not American. I'm just saying they're not pro-America. They're not supporting America. Because if you live in America, you're an American, like it or not. Well, but what but does it's it a matter mean of like pro-America? Yeah, what There's, defined pro-American? We live pro-America in such a diverse country that you can't just put a label on what it means to be pro-American. To Everyone be thinks of it in their own pro-American, way. Pro-American, it's a subjective exactly. definition. Yeah, sure. But to be pro-America for me is to make the choices that benefit the people, all the people, from your working class, average Joes, to your immigrants coming from a country full of strife from the man who built himself up over the course of years to make billions of dollars. You got to pick what's right for most of the people. And there's no guarantee that either of the candidates will do that. But Trump time and time again has proven that he is not for all the people. You're basically looking you're that basically looking point. for a humanitarian solution to a political issue, essentially. Not even just humanitarian. 
Not even just humanitarian, man. It's well, actually, you know what? Basically, yeah, basically, it's that's basically what. It is. <laughs> 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 what I thought about that shit for a second. Oh yeah, God. but See, I, I am a humanitarian yeah. at heart. Here's so. my mindset on this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's my mindset on this, and I think uh, this will be actually a really good way to end. <laughs> Let's take Ethan. Okay, so, so Adam, you're still here, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay, cool. So. Ethan is, and I wonder if he's listening. He might be, probably is not, but maybe he'll hear about this. Ethan is someone who I love. I love the man. He's a, he's a very funny man, and he's awesome to be around. And as far as his opinions go, I disagree with a lot on him. And a lot, by me, when I say a lot, I mean a lot. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I would, I don't think I would move oh, to no, judge I am his not saying, character. I'm not saying as, that like, you know, every like, Trump supporter is a bad person. No one's like no one's uh-huh, in, yeah. what that bearing that title does not make you an inherently bad person. Like I said earlier, a lot of I have a lot of friends that are Trump supporters, and yes, I disagree with them on that. But they will be my friends till the day I die. But did you say that they're anti-America or like they're not, not pro-America? Pro- doesn't mean anti-America. It right. just means that they don't have it. They don't have America. Not anti-America. But no. What I believe to be America's interests at heart. See, I well. Okay. I still think that that's like a subjective mm-hmm. thing. Like, like I think something like that is still, no matter how polarizing it is, I think it's still open for discussion. Like, I think there's always a way that even with someone like Ethan, I can try to like convince him or move him more towards what I believe rather than just saying that he's not pro-American and leaving it like that. But I yeah. understand your frustration. I get what you're saying. Adam, do you agree or disagree? Give me a second. Give me a second. I have to take <laughs> Okay, you're good. Um, uh, but, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, you don't really have to respond to that. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, this is good. Uh, I liked hearing all the different thoughts on the debate. Next time, I think I maybe I should have – I invited Ethan, remember? But he said no. He said that also, he, he couldn't. Did he want him. to come or did he just I – mean, yeah, but he, he has a swim. Oh, okay. Also, like if we're ending the episode right now, right? Yeah, I so. have to let everyone know mm-hmm. we have opened up an America's Recap Instagram. So, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. America's I just Recap. Beginning. It's it's our fucking <laughs> podcast then. Of why, like, but it's <laughs> at, like it's at America's Recap on Instagram. So Vishnu, can you put that like in the description mm-hmm. for this? This. this episode all right sure cool. so go go follow that yeah i got you we're just gonna post about like our thoughts on current events as the week goes on us progress posting about ourselves just kind of get to know us better so you know go hit it up with a follow yeah same with plug, same with plug. <laughs> <laughs> no that was nice <gasps> hopefully i really want to do healthcare man i don't know about you you guys I don't know about Adam and Table. I, I got to do my oh, research first. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be insane. But if we can get e- – I don't know why Ethan keeps saying no. We have to get him back just for healthcare and I then just – I don't blame him for wanting thoughts. to not like, get <laughs> roasted by yeah. you and Tamor. No, I, I'm willing to hear him out. I want to hear what he has. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you want to make him cry. You no, want to no, yell at him and make him cry. only on healthcare. Healthcare I'm very passionate about. But – um. I mean, apart from that, this is a good discussion. Thank you, Zayn, oh, yeah, for coming on. Great. I hope you had fun. Um, 
Okay, great. So, um... grape. <laughs> grape. Wow, grape. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening, and thanks to uh, Zainab, Adam, and Tamor for all coming on. All right, I love thanks. you guys. Yeah, thanks for Thank having you. me, dude. Peace.